I've seen have been very good. I want to say congratulations for having very vibrant uh, church. I pray the Almighty God will continue to uphold you. Nobody will stumble. You will get to the very end of your journeys. You will fulfill your purpose in this world. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Before I really go into the message, when our brother was giving his testimony, I was struck because I remember some years back when I was in Nigeria, maybe about uh, 13, 14 years ago, I was a professional pastor and I preached a sermon, stop listening to the devil. And uh, as he was speaking, God reminded me about that message, that there are people who the only companion they have is the devil. He will always tell them things that are bad. He will always tell them that things are hopeless. He will always tell them that they will never see anything good around them. So I just want to bow down your head, everybody to bow down your head. If you have such message from the devil at times, let me know that he's a deceiver. Because I was just thinking about how good he was singing this morning. I would have been deprived of that song. And uh, you wouldn't have fulfilled your purpose for the Lord. So it is not just about him. Some moments of challenge and travel, the devil is the only one that visits people. And I want you to be, to, be, to, be, to be conscious of that in your journey in this world. The Bible says that if uh, the, the, son of, uh, the, 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 Lord, uh, the, the Lord Jesus Christ frees a man, he is free indeed. And that is why whenever the devil is speaking, if God is with you, you will tell him, get thee behind me, Satan. I begin to hear the word of encouragement, the word of hope from God. So, and I pray that whenever the devil visits anybody here, God Almighty will remind you that he has not finished with you, that your tomorrow is going to be all right. So in your heart, just pray to God Almighty and say, devil, get thee behind me. I don't want to hear from you again. I want to be, begin to hear the silent, silent voice of the Almighty. Father, Lord Jehovah Shaddai, begin to speak to every one of us. When it is good, when there is storm, when there is challenge, when it is good times, speak to us only we want to hear your voice, Lord. We don't want to hear the voice of the devil again. Father, put the devil to shame in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. You are wonderful, you are worthy, oh Lord, you are wonderful, you are worthy, oh Lord. At this point, I just want us to close our eyes. I want you to speak to the Almighty God. Bless him, appreciate him for your life, give him the glory, 
Give him the honor. Give him the adoration. Because you are witnessing the last month of this year. Some people started with us. They are no more. Some were swept away by, by cyclones, by storm in their homes. They have not done anything wrong. It's just that the wrong things happened. That has not been our story. Some people have been at train station, bus stop. The suicide bombers bombed them and they are no more today. For committing no offense, why not give the Lord God Almighty the glory for your life, for your family, for his provisions, for his masses, for his kindness, for all the wonderful things he has been doing in your lives. Oh Lord, Father, we bless your name. Father, we adore you. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. We give you adoration, Lord. Father, blessed be your name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Even those of us that are having one challenge or the other, because God has spared your life, it's enough for you to say, I'm grateful. Because the Bible says a living dog is better than a dead lion. And when you are alive, no hope is lost yet. Because God can reverse the irreversible. He can steal the storm. He can do a new thing. Why not talk to him about all those things that you desire before the end of this year? And say, Lord God Almighty, I know you are a God that can do all things. I know no time is too short for you to do whatever you desire to do. And whenever you want to do something, nobody can stop you. Father, oh Lord, I pray. Every lost ground, oh Lord, restore this morning. Father, Jehovah, I shall die. Speak to every one of us individually and collectively. Do a new thing in our lives. Take us to the next level, Lord. Have mercy upon us in Jesus' name. As we go into the new year, O oh Lord, we are going to go with blessings and greatness. We are not going to carry any problem into the new year. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, have your will, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Finally, I want to pray for yourself now. That if God has sent this pastor here today, just because of one person, tell Lord, I want it to be me. Tell him I don't want to go empty-handed, Lord. I want you to speak something to my life that will move me to the next level, that will position me for the mighty blessings of the Almighty God. Father, have your will, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rabba, have your way. Lord of Lord, King of glory, have your way. Father, come and do a new thing, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, as we go into your word, we commit everything to your hand, Lord. Come and glorify yourself this morning. Come and speak to us one by one. Come and bless us. Oh, Lord, come and encourage us the more. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Everlasting Father, I pray. Every word that we shall hear this morning, we justi justify us when you shall come. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, O Lord Jehovah, if there is anyone that is here this morning, that is passing through any challenge, I pray that before the person leaves here, you will have delivered the person from such a challenge and will have given the person a new hope. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, let your name be glorified. At the end of the service this morning, Father, take all the glory and let all the blessings be for each and every one of us. 
In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I want to say thank you to my brother and pastor again because it's a privilege to be here. This morning, God will be speaking to us briefly on bury not your talents. And I'll be taking my text from the book of Matthew chapter 25. The book of Matthew chapter 25. I'll just take a few verses from verse 14. It's a story that we all know very well anyway. Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14. I read. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another, <coughs> to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Verse 17. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged the heart and eat his lost money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 22, he also that I received two talents, came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. Verse 23, his Lord said unto him, Well done, a good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 24. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strung. And I, and I was afraid, and went and hid thy, thy talent in the heart. In, 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 in the heart. Lo, there thou, but thou, that, 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 that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not Strut, thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my 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 own with usury. May the Lord bless His words in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, sir. <laughs> 
Praise the Lord. I'm sure a lot of people will say this is not the type of message I'm expecting today. Because today is Thanksgiving. I know we all know that God is good. I know we all know that he's worthy to be praised. I know that for whatever reasons, even if you have nothing to praise God about, for being alive, it's sufficient for you to say, God, I'm grateful. That you are here today is because God wanted you to be here. Some people left home to go to the church. They never got to the church. They ended up in mortuary. Some people went into their bathroom to take their bath. They just fell in the inside the bath, and they never came back to life. But many of us, we have taken our bath this morning. We are still standing. So I don't want to belabor you on that because I know, we know that God is the one who is the author and finisher of our lives. So he keeps you going, and that's why you are here. And I want to say congratulations. Yesterday when I was really, I've already planned what I wanted to preach. But very late, God said, I have to preach this. And I don't know why God has chosen it. I preached this sermon, the one time that I preached it, I was pastoring a church in Nigeria. And uh, I was, uh, in that church, I discovered that some people were being blessed. Why some people that we have been praying for God to intercede for them, nothing was happening. And I had to go into prayers, God, why are you doing this? Are you not partial? Because the people that were rich were getting richer. Those that had jobs were changing jobs. Because those were the people that would come to the church, thank God, God has given me a better job. Those who had two cars, they would bring another car, God has given us an additional car. You know, in Nigeria, you don't pay all sorts of taxes on cars. So if you have the money, you can actually line up 10 cars in your compound because it costs you nothing. At the end of the month, you pay nothing. So there were people that were struggling, jobless, and I was saying, and when I finished praying and talking to God, God told me that, but you know that I reward people according to their works. He said, look at those people you are saying I'm being partial about. Whenever you have anything to do in the house of God, they are the people that offer themselves. Even when they don't have money, they will give their, themselves. They will create the time to do whatever they are needed to do. Those some of those people that you are praying for, it's not that they are, things are not going well with them, but they are also not ready to serve. And I reward what people do. And I pray that, you know, in the book of, uh, I think, uh, Revelation 22, verse 12, he said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give unto every man as his work shall be. And God now asked me to preach this sermon. There are a few things that we would know, because we all know this story anyway. But I want us to take note of some lessons quickly, and uh, very soon we'll be rounding up by God's grace. The first thing that I want you to take note is that uh, everyone is given at least one talent. Everyone. It means that the God Almighty that created you has created you with a gift. You know, the Bible tells us that a, 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 a man's gift makes a way for him. So there is something that is in you that makes you to, unique, to be unique. There are no two you. If anybody is your semblance, is just, is a fake. 
And if identical twins, they know, they, they differentiate them. People know everyone is unique in his own way. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 139, verse 14, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. It means that God spent time to make you. He has a purpose for your life. And he has a reason for creating you. So if you have not known that reason, you have to go to him and say, Lord, show me the way. Refill myself unto me. The second thing that I want us to know is that the giver expects profit in every talent that is given. Every talent that God has given, he expects a reward. You can read the book of your Bible. Maybe a lot of them you have to read at your own time. The book of Luke chapter 13, from verse 6 to 9. Luke chapter 13, from verse 6 to 9. Read at your own time. You can also read Matthew 11, 12 to 16. That was when the Lord Jesus Christ caused the unfruitful fig tree. Because he wanted to eat and go there and there was nothing there. And he caused it. It means that the God that we are serving is a God of fruitfulness. If you are not fruitful, he's not happy with you. If you go into your Bible in the book of John chapter 15. And you read from verse 1 to 2. In verse 1 he said, I am defined. And ye are the branches. Every, every branch in me that produces fruit, it does what? He said, I purge it so that I can bring more fruits. Every brand that bears no fruit, I cut it off. And of course, when any branch is cut off from the fine, what happens to it? It dies. In other words, God wants us to be fruitful. There is something that our Jew used to say. He used to say in those days, whatever your aunt fans to do, do it with all your heart and might. So if God has given you something to do, please do it with all your heart and might. If you are here, you are schooling, do it with all your heart and mind. Because there will not be reward for somebody that comes to school and sleeping all around. When other people are going to the lecture room, he has excuse not to go. That is why, not why you are here. If you are in the church of God and the pastor has given you an assignment, he can go and sleep. You know, there are people that you give assignments, you have to put about two, three backups because you know that the chances that it will not be done is very high. But there are people that you know, once you give him something to do, is you can believe that it is done. And I pray God will make you to be that person in Jesus' name. The third lesson that God wants us to learn from here is that to whom much is given, much is expected. You know, there were three servants. One was given five. The other one was given two. The third one was given one. Remember that the Bible says in verse 15 or so, or 14, that they were given according to their several ability. In other words, the talent that God has given to you, he has also given you the enablement to be able to do it. 
if he has not given you before, immediately he gives you the assignment. He will give you the enablement. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, you can read your Bible, the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16. And you read from verse 13. When David was anointed king, and the Spirit of God came upon him, if you go to verse 18, you will discover the type of qualification they started to, to give to David. They started to say, man of war, a corny man that can play organ is this and that and that. This guy had never gone to any battle before. But because the anointing of God was upon him, and the power of God was upon him, immediately, he had a different qualification. And I know that no matter who you are, when God has chosen you to do something, just believe that I'm not alone, and it will be done. And to whom much is given, much is expected. The one that has been given one talent, he will not expect him to bring ten. Because the one that was given two brought just two. But he got a similar reward as the one that was given five. Just because it was profitable. So and if you have been unprofitable before now, ask yourself, can I do more? Because one day we will be facing the Lord face, uh, face, by, uh, face to face. And everyone will give his accounts. What will you do and say, Lord, I've not wasted all the talents. You have been given this, I've been given this, and this is what I've done. If you open your Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you can read it at your own time too, from verse 6. That was when people were giving, when God, the Lord was talking about the gifts of the Spirit, about the, the, the gifts of the Spirit. Some were giving uh, teaching, some were giving prophecy, some were giving speaking in tongues, some the interpretation of tongues. And he said, all these were given to bless and benefit the body of Christ. In other words, everyone that was given a talent, if he uses it profitably, the work of God will be, will be complete, will be full. And you have to also recognize what you have been given. And if you don't recognize it, you miss it. I pray we will not miss it in Jesus' name. I also discovered studying this place in the past that when you are faithful to what you are given, your reward is 100%. God gives you a hundredfold. Because the one that was given five brought how many more? He got five more. The one that was given two brought two, two also. It means that it is a hundredfold. When God is giving you a blessing, he also makes way for you. When God gives you a talent, he makes everything easy for you. Even if there are obstacles, God will clear all the obstacles and will bring fission and mission and day blast. Those who will support you, who will help you to achieve your objective. If you trust in him and you say, Lord, I'm depending on you. And I pray if some of us have been depending on the arm of the flesh, I pray that before you leave here today, you will begin to realize and know God Almighty in a different way. We thank God for the testimony of our sister who talked about our, our project. That is how God works. 
when you discover that you are at your lowest M, that's when God stands up for you. But, and that is how you begin to know those who know God. No matter how brilliant you are, do not boast in your brilliance. Boast in the fact that God can do all things. No, believe in the fact that when he opens a door, no one can shut it. You can have all the, the brilliance, but God can decide to shut you down. Because if you, 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 you have all the distance and the very day that you are supposed to write the exam, you are knocked down by, the, by a vehicle on the road and you ended up in the hospital, you will forget about your brilliance or you will be saying, God Almighty, just let me get out of your life. Because when your life is threatened, that becomes your project number one. Every other project is put on the shelf. And I know what I'm talking about. So please let us hold on to him. Let us believe in him. Let us know that your mission in this world, God knows about it. And it will make you to achieve those missions. Sometimes you may have uh, something that you don't even know how to go about it. God will just give you an inspiration. And that inspiration will just begin to open doors for you. And I pray that God Almighty will help you and reward you in the name of Jesus Christ. To the unprofitable, to the unprofitable uh, servant, the, sh the talent shall be taken away from him. If God has given you a gift and you do nothing with it, he will give it to another person. I used to tell people a lot of, 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 a lot of us have gifts. But because we really don't put it to test, we don't discover the gifts. Or we don't allow that gift to become fruitful. And God will wait for you for one year, for two years, for three years. And when you do something, nothing with it, we say, I think this one is just a time waster. I think I better go to another person. And I pray your talent will not be given to another person. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Whenever the Lord calls you to do something, do it. It's by doing something for the Lord that your rewards will come. A man that does not sow does not have the day of harvest. It's when you sow that you can say, yeah, I know on the day of harvest, I have something to harvest. And I pray God will give you all the, the courage to face the challenge to say, I can do it. Because the devil will always tell you you cannot. And if you begin to hear his voice, instead of acting, you'll be sitting. And time is going. And the day of harvest will come and you now discover that you have all sat, you've been sitting while other people are sowing. And it will be too late. I pray that will not be our stories in Jesus' name. In addition to the loss of the talent by the unprofitable servant, he will also be punished. You know, when the, 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 the lordship came, and after the unprofitable servant has told his story, and it was taken from him, and given to the man that had ten already, he did not stop there. I said they should bind him leg and hand and throw him into fire. It means that God does not want anyone to just be hiding away. 
I tell people the most precious thing that God has given to every man is time. And that's the most, also the most dangerous thing. Because every day that you waste, you have wasted one, of, one day of your lifetime. And no matter even if you are going to stay in this world for 100 years, that is 100, 100 years minus one day. And sometimes things that you are supposed to do today, if you don't do it, you may just discover it's too late. I have some uh, sisters back in my, oh, at home. One of my very youngest sisters. When everybody was going to school, she was playing around. And eventually, she now discovered that without good education, you will not be anything in this world. After about three or so children, she decided to go back to school. But it was too late for her. Because when you have your first degree at the age of almost 50 years, who do you want to work for? <laughs> so you discover that you can pile up all those certificates at the, at the end of your life, but they will achieve nothing for you. So and I'm challenging all the younger people here. You are here to do something and prepare the future for your tomorrow. Do not waste it. Time is everything in life as a time bound. And once you don't do what you are supposed to do at a particular time, and you think that you can recover, you may not be able to recover. Some may be too late to recover. And that is why if you have been sleeping before now, wake up. And I pray you will wake in the name of Jesus Christ. Then the other thing that we have to know is that the one that distributed the talent does not take in a, an excuse for an answer. You are given talent, you are supposed to produce results, and you begin to tell stories, then you, you are on your own. Because in the book of uh, Matthew 28, verse 20b, he said, I am with you always. It means that when he gives you an assignment, it's by your side. And because it's by your side, it's there to protect you. It's here to make it happen. It's here to support you when you become weary. It's here, it's there to destroy every obstacle on your way. So, and that is why he cannot accept any excuse. Because the story that you want to tell will not impress him. In fact, I, when I was, before I retired from my secular work two years ago, in my team, if somebody is giving an assignment, they know that you don't come to me and tell stories. I will say, tell your stories, but tell me that at the end of the day, the work was done. Then I will say, well done. Thank you for that. You did everything possible to deliver. If you are just coming to narrate stories after you are at the point that result is being expected, you are not a serious person, and you cannot probably excel. Those that excel are those that know that, yeah, to get anything done may require some challenge. And they walk around it. If they don't know, they look for somebody that know. If they don't get somebody, they search. And that's the only way to excel, pursue excellence. Whether you are old, you are young, pursue excellence in whatever you are doing. If you ask to sweep this floor, 
sweep it in such a way that when people get there, they will say, ah, somebody really did a good work here. But if you, you are asked to do it, you do it shabbily. People will also realize the type of person you are. And I pray we will be put in high esteem, not a, uh, uh, be regarded as a, a useless person in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. At your own time, you can read verse 31 to 33. And what I want to say, emphasize there, is that the day of reckoning will come. Because when you are given some talents, there will be the return of the one that has given to you. And that day, you may be shorter than what you think sometimes. Because you may think you are going to wait for a long time, suddenly it comes. And you can read your Bible also, the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 to 10. 2 Peter chapter 3, 9 to 10. The Bible says the day of the Lord will be like a thief in the night. Most times, when people waste their time, they think that the assignment they were supposed to do for one month, when they know that it is, it is already time, they can do it in two days. It's not like that. Because the one that has given you for one month knows what he's expecting. He knows the extent of work he's expecting from you. And you will describe that if you are going to do it in two days, there will be a lot of problems. It's not like when it happens accidentally because of incapacitation, like what our sister gave. It's a different thing. What she's, what she actually did not tell us was that she had been hard working before. Some of those things she knew where to go, what to read, and this thing. If she had not gathered those materials, she would not be able to gather them in that one day that she had left. So, but if you think you can play around your time, you can waste your lifetime, and at the wrong time, at the eleventh hour, you begin to say you want to to do sleepless night for two, three days. It does not work that way. You will end up being a mediocre. And I can tell you, this world is very competitive now. If you don't want to get good jobs, you want to excel, you want to be at the top of whatever you are doing, you have to be at the top quarter. Anything shorter than the top quarter, you know that you have to struggle before it's just defined intervention that will be left. Because many employers will have taken the third, uh, the third quarter, uh, the the, the upper quarter, they have knocked down the remaining three quarters. So if you, if you are, before you even start, you have already been disqualified. So why not struggle and say, I want to be there? In this world, people will know that I pass here. And I pray that God will help you in Jesus' name. Why do some, some bury their talents? We will just run through this. The first thing why people bury their talent is ignorance. Most times when people are not doing what they are supposed to do, they always think that they are doing it for somebody. Some of us, we think that we are doing God favor, even coming to the church. Talk less of taking an assignment from God. You will say, I don't want to do it. I don't want to join it. You saw the people singing like angels this morning. 
you admire them, but God has given you the voice that when you sing, you can pro probably have a better voice than some of them. When will you join them? When? Because the Lord Jesus Christ said, I do the, the work of my father. Why it is day? The night comes no, where no man can walk. So now that you have your hands, you have your legs, you have your, your mind, why not say, Lord, I can do something in the church too. If I cannot sing, I can be an usher. If you cannot be an usher, you can be a Sunday school teacher. Because doing nothing means that you are preparing to meet your maker empty-handed. There is one of the Christian hymns. I don't know, I'm not a good singer. But the wording of the song was, or is, that will I go an empty-handed? An empty-handed, something, something like that. That song was, uh, was, uh, was uh, composed by somebody who was on the, terminal, on, the, on the bed having a terminal disease. He looked back at his life and discovered that, so I've wasted a lifetime. Now I've been diagnosed with a terminal disease. I'm just counting this. All those running around, all those things I've been doing, I can no longer do them. Now I'm going back to my maker. And after he became uh, sober, he now decided to put a song down. Should I go and uh, go and empty-handed? And empty-handed, I go. Because he had not really done anything. I pray that will not be your story. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because if the, the man that had one talent was given one talent, if he was aware that at the end of the day, it will be given back to him. Do you think he buried it? He will have proven, proven, uh, he will have proved that you gave me only one. I will tell you that I can turn this one to five, because it will work harder than the other people. That this man undermined me, but I will prove to him that I'm better than the rest. If he had been told, whatever you make out of it is yours. And that's the way God has given us life. That's the way he has given us opportunities. So what do you do with those opportunities? The second reason why people are not profitable is that a lot of us are self-limiting. Because when you are self-limiting, the devil will always tell you why it is not possible to do it. He will never make you to think critically to be able to say, yeah, I can think out of the bus. I can look at it from this angle. I can do some searching. So if you are self-limiting, you have stopped being self-limiting. Somebody told me, I was listening to, I think, a message on uh, the television some years ago, and the preacher said, the, the boundary that you have, or the limitations that you have now, is your own creation. And you can look at it in a very simple way. Some people go to school and say, after first degree, no more. Some other people will say, well, I will never stop on the line for a PhD. So it's your own creation. And when you have created it, what do you do? You begin to run according to that, what you have created for yourself, that boundary and limitation. And if you have limited yourself, you also know that tomorrow, no, you don't need to begin to complain. God has not done this for me. He has not done that. What have you done for yourself? 
because you have defined your hand at the beginning. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, the Bible says we should walk by faith and not by sight. Just put your feet and say, let me see how it's going to end. At least let people know that I tried. And I know that God Almighty will wake somebody up who the devil has been telling. You don't even need to try. It's not going to work out. Let Tell the devil and say, I know it will work out. I know God will create a way out for me. And God will do it. You know, in the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, Hebrews 11, 6, the Bible says that uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you have no faith, you cannot even please yourself. Yeah, because if you have no faith, how will you please yourself? Sitting down here is faith. Because you can say that the chair could collapse. You can say anything can happen, this building can collapse. So if you sit here, you are believing that nothing will happen within this period of service. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I can tell you, doing something is a way to say, to demonstrate faith. And Bible, the Bible says also that faith without work is dead. So if you say you have faith, show it by your work. The other thing that we, we should know that we can make people to be unproductive is lack of co contentment. Lack of contentment. The man could have been thinking, they gave somebody five, they gave me uh, another person two. So it is me that this man ate, and that's why he gave me only one. Why couldn't he have given me what he has given the other person? And the same thing happens in the church. Somebody has been given the talent to be a teacher in the church, a Sunday school teacher, children teacher, but she wants to be a, a chorister because she admired chorister singing and, and on, at the front of the church. But is that your call? Is that the talent that God has given to you? If you do what is not your own, you will keep struggling for the rest of your life. But when you begin to do what God has given to you, you will find it so easy. The grace will be so much sufficient that you don't even make, need to make a lot of effort. Things are just working out. Even when you make mistake, to, to you, you know you have made a mistake. To the people watching, they say that guy is excellent. He's just perfect. Hello, somebody. You know some of the choir will understand what I'm talking. Because when they are perfected, they uh, uh, practice and practice, they expect the ways of songs to go. But up there, one or two of them uh, lost the, the pace. And uh, within themselves, they are angry. But people begin to shout and clap that they were wonderful. Because what they were thinking is not what the people are seeing. And when God is ready to promote you, no matter when you make mistakes, they will say it's a style. And I pray God Almighty will take you to the next level. The other thing that makes people to be unproductive is laziness. Some people are lazy. What evidence of laziness? Slothfulness. You can read your Bible, uh, Proverbs 22, verse 13. 
the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 also says, See thou a man who is diligent in his work. He will dine with kings and not with mean men. If you are not slothful, you know that the top is, is where you are going to end. But if you are lazy, a little sleep, a little slumber. That's what the Bible says, I think in Proverbs chapter 16. Because if you sleep a little, a little, a little, a little, you will just discover that when the third day of exam comes, you will remember that you have been sleeping. So if you are listening, wake up. Do something with your life. The giver of that life is expecting a return. That everything he puts inside you, you, you used it to the fullest. If you don't know how to use it, go back to him and say, Lord, show me the way. Time is going. I don't, I'm tired of marking time. And I know he's going to show you. The last thing is not willing to take a risk. Not willing to take a, a risk. In life, life is a, is a risk. To succeed in life calls for risk. To be rich calls for risk. Because if you, are not, if you want to be rich, you have to stake your money. If you cannot invest your money because you are afraid of losing it, you will not be rich. In the, if you turn your Bible to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 2, the book of 2 Kings, chapter 2, if you take it from verse 1 to, to 14, you will discover the story of Elisha, the sons of the prophet, and Elijah. The day Elijah, Eli, Elijah was to be taken away, everybody knew. The sons of the prophet also had the privilege of that information, but they did not understand. Because every step Elisha was taking, they look at him as being stupid. Your master will be taken away from you today. Are you aware? What are you doing? You better begin to think about what next your life is going to be like. And this guy said, I know, mind your business. By the time they, he went from one place to the other, by the time they, were, they got to, to, to Jordan and they were to, they were to cross the Jordan, the Bible said they stood afar. They were look, watching them going across the Jordan. That was a risk for Elisha. Elisha did not know how to come back, but he knew that with this man, all my life, he had never misled me. He would not abandon me this last moment. It was after they crossed the Jordan that he said, what exactly do you want from me? I prophesied that you are going to cross your Jordan Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you fail to cross the Jordan, you will, have not, you will not have that opportunity. And let me tell you, maybe if that's the only thing you are taking away today. By the time Elijah asked Elisha, Elisha did not say, oh God, let me go and pray. You know, some of us, we are so spiritual that even what we can provide an answer, we want to pretend we are spiritual and say, I will go and pray about it. Pray about what? Elijah, Elijah just, what do you want from me? He said, I want double portion of your, your spirit. He did not think about it. Why did he not begin to think about it? Because he had been looking for that opportunity. Do you look for opportunity or are you just passing by? 
Because if you are moving around and you don't open your eyes to see opportunity, opportunity will be passing you left, right, and center. And you'll be saying that things are not just working well for me. Are you opening your eyes? Are you opening your mind? Are you opening your ear? I pray that God Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. You can also read the book of Jonah. You all know the story of Jonah. God sent him, go to Nineveh. Jonah decided to go to Tarshish. And he ended up in the fish belly. In fact, he, he, God arrested him first with a storm. Until the mariner said, we cannot continue to, to suffer because of this man. And they throw him into the sea. But God is a merciful God. And he saved him. At this point, I want us to be on our feet. When he calls me, I will answer. When he calls me, I will answer. When he calls me, I will answer. I'll be somewhere. Walking for my love, I'll be somewhere. Walking, I'll be somewhere. Walking, I'll be somewhere. Walking for my love, I'll be somewhere. Walking. Be somewhere, walking. I be somewhere, walking for my love. I want us to close our eyes. If you are here in this church, you have been here for two, three, four years, and you are still sitting in the congregation. I will say you are not doing well enough because God expects more from you. I want you to have a thinking this morning and ask yourself, what can I do for the Lord? He has kept you. He has been feeding you. He has been giving you free here to breathe. He has taken danger away from your life. Are so many times. Have a long breath and ask yourself, what can I give back to the Lord? Because whether you live here for 100 years or for 40 years or for 70 years or for 80 years, a day of reckoning will come. What will you present to your maker? Because there, in heaven there will still be messengers, whether we like it or not. Some people will have crowns on their head. Some will just be ordinary members. Ask yourself, what can I do for the Lord? If God is telling you to do something for the Lord straight away, I want you to lift your hand up wherever you are. I want to pray with you that you want to decide to do something in the house of God. Wherever you are, lift up your hand. 
You know, the Bible says tomorrow may be too late. Because God has not promised anyone tomorrow. He has promised you today. Thank you, ma. Thank you, sir. Let your hand be up if it is up. Let it be up properly. Let it be up properly. Let the Lord know you. Offer to do something. Offer to use your talent. Let me tell you something. The more you do for the Lord, the more the Lord does for you. And uh, my life is a testimony. Because when I was working in my previous company in Nigeria, I was in a very big team, and uh, I was also pastoring a church. And people will say, are you coping? I will tell them it was not me, it is, it is God. And when they, they did our ranking on yearly basis, if I don't come top, I will come second. Because I, the little I do, God will make it, crown it with a lot of success. Offer to work for God. Let your hand be up. I want to pray with you. And before you leave the church, please, if your hand is up, write down your name and give to the pastor. And commit yourself and say, God Almighty, give me the grace and the enablement. Make it easy for me. Tell God Almighty, I'm ready. If you have made it easy for Pastor Farai, with all his uh, uh, personal, official, secular burden, He's still able to cope. He's still looking young. He's still looking great. You can tell God Almighty, make it easy for me too. I want to serve you. I want to be able to take in joy in serving you. Oh Lord, my Father, my God, I'm lifting up all these your children whose hands are up, who are saying, Lord, I'm ready to serve you. My Father and my God, your word says that no one comment unto you except the one that you have chosen. I want to say thank you for choosing them this morning. And this decision they, have, they are taking, I pray, O oh Lord, you will help them to make it. You will support them on every side. You will make the, whatever they commit to do easy for them in Jesus' name. Everlasting Father Jehovah El Shaddai, I pray. You will reward them in this world and in the world to come in Jesus' name. Father, Lord, King of glory, in whatever they are doing, give them double successes in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Where they need blessing, bless them multiple so that people will know through them that it is good to serve the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you will not stumble, you will not fall, God will give you the grace and the ability to press on in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Finally, I want everybody to pray for himself. Tell God Almighty, I don't want to come to you empty. I want to come to you, Lord, with a lot of things to justify the opportunity you have given to me to live. I want to come to you to count everything that I've done for you. I want to come to you to count rewards and blessings. Tell God Almighty, I don't want to come to the church for nothing. I don't want to serve you in vain. Every area of my life, prove that you are the Almighty God. Give me open doors. Give me open heaven. Favor me, Lord. Every barrier of my way, Lord, 
Father, turn it into a plane in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, make way for me. Empower me, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Heavenly Lord, Father Jehovah Shaddai, I want to thank you for this wonderful day for every one of us. I know you have spoken to each and every one of us. Whatever you have spoken, Lord, let it become a seed and let it bring forth good, good fruits in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, O oh Lord, that everyone that is here this morning, no one will miss heaven in Jesus' name. Whenever you shall come, Lord, we shall all be ready in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. My Father, my God, you are the one that when you open a door, no one can shut it. And when you shut a door, no one can open it. I commit every one of your children onto your hands. Whatever may be the areas of struggle in their life, my Father, step in, O Lord, in Jesus' name and make it easy for them. In this month of songs of victory, Father, give everyone victory. Give them success. Give them peace in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Your lives will be forward ever and backward never. God will give you peace on every side. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. God bless you.